You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to Garibaldi Red, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live, where we are live streaming on Facebook and uh, taking your questions, hopefully. So, hello, Sarah, how are you? Hello, Matt. Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, good. The big news of the day or uh, yesterday as well, it hasn't quite happened yet, but the impending signing of, and I will try not to butcher the name, Fuad Bashiru, a central midfielder who is playing his trade in Sweden at the moment. Sarah, what can you tell people about him? Because we'd all be lying if we said we knew too much at this stage. I'm glad you pronounced his name and not me, because um, I'm, I'm still struggling with that one. Probably worse so than this connection. But um, yeah, he's uh, he comes with um, high recommendations. He seems like he could prove to be a, a decent addition for Forrest. They obviously need to strengthen in central midfield, despite already bringing um, Jack Cole back in. Um They've lost John Bostock, they've lost Alpha Semedo, um, probably looks like Ben Watson's going to move on. Um, Sam Basau's struggling for fitness, so it is an area that they need his strengthening in. Um, and it seems like he's been doing quite well, um, he played in Scotland before, so that should help him. Obviously, it's a little bit different to playing in the Championship in terms of at least knowing a little bit about playing over here. He's got some kind of knowledge um so hopefully he'll be able to settle in okay is um he's got he's described very much a, a kind of high energy box-to-box mid- midfielder all action um worked hard prepared to put a, a foot in um waiting with a few assists gets the odd goal now and again um and he's seen he's very much a, a Sabrina Mucci signing he, he's somebody that the manager has looked at for a while now he's trapped him for a while um and he feels that he's clearly going to be a, an important piece of the jigsaw and somebody who can be a, a big help this season in the championship. On Bashiru then, I suppose Sam Basau arrived as an unknown quantity and worked out well. Are we hoping it's another case of that? Do you see him as just as a defensive midfielder or is he a bit more box-to-box? I've read a couple of conflicting reports on him in that sense. A bit more all-action. Um, he is... A, a defensive midfielder, but he's also likes to get forward from the sounds of it. He he's got a lot of energy, a lot of work rate. He um, he's prepared to to put a real shift in from the sounds of it. Um, it I mean, he doesn't score a lot of goals if you look throughout his career, but you know other people in the the team can get that. And he's got other attributes. Um, and I think Forest need area that they need strengthening. They need somebody that can get a grip on games. Sam Basau is so crucial in a sense. And has Ben Watson been. He was brilliant last season. Um, seeing that him probably next year. Um, and how you can't manage his injury because it's still something that clearly bothers him. They need somebody in a dynamic mould and somebody that can uh, get a handle on games and take games by the scruff of the neck. And it seems like he's going to be that kind of player. What about Ben Watson then? Because I think the indications were that obviously the club wanted to keep him. 
it's looking more and more likely that he's going now. Where do you, you think that's going to happen quite soon? And will he probably end up in London, do you think? I think so. Um, personal reasons, I think he wants um, a move down south probably suits his situation. Um, I know at the end of last season, he did make um, strong overtures about staying at Forest. Perhaps the fact that they didn't get into the, the playoffs maybe affected that. Um He's obviously got a personal situation to, to consider. Um, and I, I think it's looking less likely now that he'll be signing a new contract um, and staying at the city ground, which is a real shame because he was fantastic last year. He was in really good form um, and he was such a key player. He's clearly got his other circumstances to think about and I don't think you could blame him too much for um, for that. Um, and... He's getting towards the end of his career. You kind of, yes, he's been brilliant, but equally, I think Forrest have maybe got as much out of him as they could do for him to maybe have a similar impact and kind of hit that same form as he did last year. Would he do that? I don't know. Maybe he would, but um, if Forrest can bring him replacements and in that callback and hopefully in the in the new signing, then I think they they should still be fairly strong in that area. Uh, let's go to a couple of questions. I think I'll field the first one myself and then put a couple to Sarah. Um, James Vincent, he's clearly a replacement for Sao, who's too injury prone. I don't think he is a replacement for Sao. I think he's a replacement for Watson, like Sarah just said. Sao obviously does have this ongoing injury problem. And can you rely on someone who's not going to play? Well, you need someone to play 40 games a year, don't you, really? You need to be around that much. And Sao isn't that player. So it does leave an issue. And it even makes me wonder if Forrest needs to sign an additional central midfield, which I know sounds ridiculous when you've also got Yates. But they've, like Sarah said, Watson might go. They've lost Samido. They've lost Bostock. That's uh, your ideal future for Carvalho. Are you selling him? Uh, no, I don't know. Because we talked about this before. Who do you sell him to? Uh, Forrest have got to spread his payments over a few years for FFP. So, uh, who, which clubs are going to take him on at a good fee? I'm not really sure. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he leaves this summer. But equally, I think, where's he going to go? Who, who's going to take him on? I think that's probably, if Forrest want to move him on, that's perhaps the stumbling block that they've got. He's not been in the shop window. He's not been playing. Um, so, nobody's really had a chance to look at him. Are they going to recoup any like the the amount of money that they spent on him? Would they be able to recoup that? Um, I, I, I don't see it. Um, for me, it, he's such a talented player. He's got bags and bags of quality. Um, he's not had a run in the team, and that hasn't helped him. He's not played in his his best position from when he has got a chance. Um, he just doesn't seem like he's a he fits into um, Sabrina Mucci's plans. Um, and if, he, if he's not going to play, then I think if, if Forrest were able to, to move him on, then perhaps they would. But I think the problem that they have is that they're probably not too many takers. Well, there's a couple of people asking about Thiago Silva, the Brent, um, Brentford, Olympiacos link, <coughs> Peter Waller asking about him. Is that just the typical Olympiacos rumour or do you think there might be something in that one? These Olympiacos rumours do seem to crop up with um, increasing regularity. Um, it seems to have died down a little bit now. Um, for a while, it was quite um, there was quite a lot of talk about it. I've not heard too much since, so uh, I think that's maybe one for the minute at least that we can kind of put as the 
the regular Forest Olympiacos link. Um, I'd keep Silver for sure. I think he's he's got potential. He um, last season he did all right. He was he was pretty decent. I think there's more to come from him. I think he needs to improve. I think he can improve. Um, but you know that was his first season in the championship, and it, it wasn't a bad one by any means. He was perhaps a bit um, below par after the restart, but. He wasn't the only one in that sense. I think you could probably go through most of the, the Forest squad and say that they didn't quite hit their potential um, in those last nine games. Um, but I, I think there's more to come from him. Yeah, I think my only gripe with Silver is just end products, really. Obviously, I think he got three goals and four assists and his set pieces were too hit and miss for someone who's entrusted with taking them too often. Um what do you think his best position is? I'm not sure he's a number 10. I don't think he's a defensive midfielder. Where, where does he fit into the team? Yeah, I mean, that that's the, I guess that's the, the, the problem, isn't it? Um, he did only when he played as a, a deeper midfielder, but I don't think you get the best out of him there because he's such a creative player. He does have that little bit of flair. Um, it's a tough one, really. Um, further forward, definitely suits him better. It's finding a system that works and works with other players as well. The main problem for me that Forrest had last year was that Lewis Grabbin, for a lot of the time, was really isolated. He needed a lot more support than what he got. He needed a lot more backup. Um, and that's something that Forrest are going to have to put right this time because they need more goals. They need to create more chances. They need, um, they need a bit more creativity. They need a bit more attacking threat. It's going to be interesting, I think, to see whether um, Lamouche takes the shackles off a bit this season. Um, having gone through his first year in the Championship and having just fallen short in that top six, whether he's now willing to to play with a bit more freedom and play with a bit more um, going forward, that's going to be really an interesting, uh, interesting one, I think. Um, I think it was important that they fo- he focused, first of all, on making Forest tough to beat and making them defensively solid because... They had been a soft touch before. They had let in a lot of goals. And I think there was a great man once said that you build from the back. And that's what he did. He started from the back, made sure that they were defensively sound. Um, and then you build from there and you add quality and you add um, more goals and, and more attacking threat. And hopefully in the, the signing of, of Lyle Taylor, um, we all know what he brings. Hopefully Forest are going to have a bit more about them next season or this season if we're in that territory now. So the next one that was the big rumour over the weekend that it turns out was nothing, uh, was Jota. And I do know the Post is quite guilty of pushing transfer rumours from other sources, so you don't need to point out the irony of us now talking about it being a dead rumour. But um, is that a, a shame, do you think? I mean, he's got a hell of a reputation. He would have been a good signing, wouldn't he? Which is kind of a pointless question. <laughs> yeah, he does have a he does have a good reputation. Um I'll be honest, I haven't seen him play, so I, I wouldn't know whether he is um, whether he would suit the championship. But he does sound like he, he would have been a decent player. But no, he's definitely not a Forest target. He won't be coming to the city ground. Um, we can absolutely put that one to bed. Let's make it a relevant question. Um, a lot of people saying about creativity. Glenn Page saying we need more creativity. We don't create enough chances. So that is an area that you think they do have to address a wide player or a number 10. Uh, Henry Lansbury's coming back up here as well. A couple of people. Glenn Page again. Uh, James Vincent. Although Aaron Sproul says uh, Lansbury's not good enough. He's too lazy. So that probably uh, sums up the debate about him. But what about creativity in general, Sarah? Is that something that's high on the agenda, do you think? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think Forrest, 
Forrester very well aware that um, the recruitment that they did in January wasn't up to scratch. It, it ultimately didn't prove enough to get into the top six. Um, and recruitment for the summer is key. I think everybody at the club is is um, is well aware of that. They know how important it is to make the right signings this summer. Um, and again, just to stress, it is a really difficult market. It is a really difficult summer for everybody. Um, splashing the cash isn't... It, I don't think you're going to see that anywhere. And you certainly won't see that um, in the Championship and, and probably not really at Forest, I wouldn't have thought. Um, but bringing in the right players, bringing in the right characters, everybody at Forest is well aware how important that is. And the business they've done so far is good, I think. I think they've brought in good players, Um Jack Colbert, if he can produce anything like the form that he showed in his first two spells, then Forrester onto a winner there. Um, he knows the club, good player, good character, knows a lot of the team, should settle in straight away, knows the championship. Um, Lyle Taylor, again, good player at this level. Tyler Blackett, again, he's very much a Sabri signing. Um, they focused on the areas I think that they immediately needed to strengthen. Um, there's still a few question marks for me about certain areas. Um, goalkeeper, I think they need to make sure if Jordan Smith is going to stay, they need to get him tied down to a, need, a new deal or if not, look um, look elsewhere because they need a backup for Bree Sambert. Um, I really hope he stays, but I really can't see Matty Cash being here at the end of the, the window. And then do you do you look at another right back or do you think, well, in, in Tendai Derrick and in Carl Jenkinson, we've got two decent right backs um it's it's going to be a tough one for me this summer is as much about who stays or who they lose as to who they bring in because inevitably when you're a team that has done well but has just fallen short of making the Premier League then you're going to have um other clubs sniffing around and I don't think it would be any surprise that Matty Cash has got a long long list ever-growing list of admirers um Joe Worrell as well um Again, really hope he stays, but he's somebody that is of interest to, to clubs in the Premier League. Forest are going to have a bit of a battle on their hands, I think, to to keep hold of some of their key players. But they've also got to work within FFP, F, F, if I can say, FFP limits um, and bear that in mind. I don't know if you, if you ever got there in the end with FFP there. There might have been too many Fs. Um, Probably. What about Wall then and Cash in terms of the asking prices then? Is it a case of if... A club meets an asking price for each of them, whether it's 15 million for cash and 10 million for war, or will they go? Or do you think more realistically it might just be one of them that goes? You'd hope it would just be one. Forrester are in a good position, really, in that they hold all the cards. They've got them both tied down to long term deals. They can make sure that if they do sell, they go for a good price. They're not going to give them away cheaply if, if, you know, there's, there's a lot of clubs after them, so they can drive a hard bargain, Forrest. I don't think you could begrudge either of them a move to the Premier League if Forrest managed to get decent money for them um, because they're both really, really good players. They've both got bags of potential. They're still young um, and clearly able to play at a higher level. Um, and if a good move comes up, I don't think I don't think you could be too um, too disappointed to see them go. Yes, everybody wants to hang on to the best players and wants to see the players, especially that have come up through the club, do well at the city ground. Nobody likes to see them move on. But the reality of it is that when you're in the championship, you've got certain restrictions and other teams are going to come sniffing for your best players. Um, the thing I forgot to ask you about Bashiru is, uh, 
where are they at in the progress with his signing? Is it, it sounds like he's done a medical. When are you expecting that one to be announced? Is it just a case of the next few days? It should be sometime this week. Um, when that will be, um, don't know for certain. But hopefully if he passes the medical and everything goes okay, then it should be within the next few days. So very much a case of, um, yeah, as soon as Forrest let us all know. They are back in uh, friendly action. The world went into meltdown on Saturday when they lost to Oldham. Um, do we read anything into that? And can you tell people who actually played in the game just a rough list of names? Because it, it wasn't really clear on Saturday. I think it emerged a bit more on Sunday. Yeah, no, no, we don't read anything into it. <laughs> I think we've read too much into pre-season results before where Forrest have um, got good wins over good teams and thought, oh, you know, rubbed our hands together and thought, oh, we're in for good seasons here. And then... The opposite happens. So, no, I don't think you read anything into it. They played, um, no media were there, so can't say for certain, but it sounds very much like they played two separate teams, a first 11 to start with, and then a lot of changes at half-time. Um, most of the the um, the big first-team players played, I think. Um, Lyle Taylor and Tyler Blackett, I know they both made their debuts Bree Samba played, um, which is good to see. Obviously, he missed the last couple of games of um, of last season. Joe Worrell, Michael Dawson, um, Knighton played. Yeah, yeah. My mind's gone blank there. And I only wrote the story about it the other day. The club said that 23 players, I think it was, played. Um, and if you ask me to list them all, I'll probably only be able to come up with about five now. And that's, I'm not sure why my memory's gone blank all of a sudden. But. Obviously, Alex Mighton signed a new contract, which we touched on is, uh, a little bit. Um, what involvement do we think he will have this season? Or will it be at Forest or maybe go out on loan? What, what do you think? I hope he gets a chance at Forest. I know he's somebody that um, Lamucci really rates. He, he thinks he's a really good player. And he played him a lot after the restart. I think it, it was... Um, can't remember how many games he played now, but I think he totally played 10 times last season. It was perhaps seven of those came after the, the championship restarted. So Lamucci's clearly not afraid of putting his faith in him um, at a crucial time. And I'd like to think that he gets a few more minutes this season um, because he's got a lot of potential. He's a really good player. Um, and hopefully we can see a bit more of him. Um, and Brennan Johnson as well. I'd like to see him get a bit more of a chance this year. Um, he didn't get as many minutes as Mighton um, after the restart, but hopefully he gets his chance again because, again, a player with a, a really bright future um, and good bit of business for Forrest to get Alex Mighton tied down to a, a new long-term contract. Uh, let's do a few quick-fire questions before we finish and then I've got one more thing I need to ask you about. Um, will Forrest get Freeman from Sheffield United as David Bonds? What do you think? Well, that's. I think if they do a deal with um, with Sheffield United over Matty Cash, that's what they want. They want him in return, um, heading in the opposite direction. Whether that happens or not, um, I don't know. I think this one's going to be, be something that drags on for a little while yet. Um, I guess the thing with the transfer window this year is that it closes a lot later um, and there's a long way to go yet. I know obviously teams want to get business done before the season starts, but... I think, you know, this one is perhaps one that there's going to be a few twists and turns with. Um, and there's a lot of teams in for him. There's a lot of teams monitoring Matty Cash. Um, and as much as Sheffield United are maybe in the driving seat and Forrest can see that they could get something out of that in return, um, it's I think it's difficult to call at the minute which way 
that's going to go. I'll answer this one quickly. Paul Benjamin Green, would you get another striker? No, because they've got Graben and Taylor and they've got Tyler Walker, although I would probably loan Tyler Walker out to a championship club, but I don't think you need that many strikers at this stage, unless Lamucci's definitely going to play two up front and then uh, you might reconsider. But if he's just going to play one up front, then I think the three they've got at the moment are plenty. Um, Peter Waller, do you think we'll get any more? And De Costa, sorry. Uh, do you think we'll get any more attacking players? I think we talked about that earlier in the video, so do go back and watch that. And the same to Liam Lincoln about thoughts on Carvalho's future. Uh, there was one at the top about, let me find it, why does Sarah think Ribeiro is God's gift to left-backs? And I can't find who it was. Uh, he's, he's pretty good, isn't he? Have you, have you singled out Ribeiro for excessive praise? <laughs> Maybe, um, because I think he's really good. I think he's a really good left back. I think he's probably one of the the best bits of business that Forrest did last summer. Um, he had a really good first season. I'm not sure I called him God's gift to left backs, but maybe I did. I don't know. A couple of names saying Lee Tomlin. I think that's quite a good shout. He seems to have rejuvenated himself after mm. some personal problems, but I can't see Cardiff uh, letting him go unless he's only got a year left on his contract. I'm not really sure about his um, situation there. Uh, I'm the not sure Cardiff would be uh, too willing to do business anyway, <laughs> given no. what happened. No, I think they'd sell him to, well, anyone else really, just before before that. The shake-up in the coaching setup was the only other thing I was going to ask you about. Lamucci, obviously, um, given the end of last season, felt like he had to do something uh, what can you tell people about the changes that have been made there? Yeah, I think it, it's just that. It's that it's just a, a way of freshening up things uh, and acknowledging perhaps that last year things, I mean, we all know what happened, but things didn't pan out the way that they wanted. And the club have decided not to to um, to make a change with Lamucci. They've stuck by him. But instead, there's been a reaction in terms of his backroom staff. He's learnt a lot, Sabrina, his first year in the Championship. Um and he's obviously brought in people that he thinks can make a difference and, and help. Um, and I know all the players have been, um, they've all said previously that the backroom team, as well as Lamucci, are so key. Um, and I'm sure that the new faces are going to be just as crucial. When's the next friendly? Is it West Brom, did you say? Has that been announced today? The West Brom friendly is on Saturday. I believe they've just announced that today i know there was people commenting and complaining about the uh lack of information but i think that was not a slight on the club because uh the olden game was just behind closed doors wasn't it with coronavirus restrictions i think that's just the way of the world at the moment and they might have a few more might get a bit more open when they play at the bigger venues i suppose mightn't it yeah i mean the the olden game it it took place at the academy um and that's why there was no media allowed in because the um the setup wasn't conducive to it. Um, hopefully, that we do start to get to know a bit more about the the friendlies that are upcoming. But it's not long now till the actual games get underway, anyway. So we've only got a couple more weeks to go. True. Well, thank you to everyone who got questions in. I'm sorry about the connection for the first eight or so minutes, um, but it's all sorted and we um, got going in the end. Uh, We'll be back next week, uh, if not sooner, depending on what happens. Um, But thank you very much for your time. And thank you, Sarah. Thank you.
Thank you. Do uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and all the other podcast apps. Just search Garibaldi Red. And if you've joined us a bit late in this video, just rewind it back, and we've um, talked about a lot of stuff. So thank you very much, everyone, and we will catch you all soon. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you.